Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia, it's time for Cherokee Business Radio. Now, here's your host. And welcome to Fearless Formula on Cherokee Radio X, where we talk about the ups and downs of the business world. And I'm your host, Sharon Klein, and our guest in the studio, we actually have two guests in the studio today. It's a husband and wife team, and they are uh, focusing on home inspections as well as mobile crane inspections. And they really think of themselves more of a Jack and Jill of all trades. And they currently serve the community with small construction projects such as fence repair and deck and porch construction. You kind of do it all. This is Tracy and Anthony Latronica. Thank you for coming on the show. Hi, Sharon. Thank Hi. you for How having you doing? us. Good. Welcome. <laughs> so excited to have two people. This is the first time. I like having two. So I'll have to say like, hey, Anthony, let's answer. Mm-hmm. Although you probably know it's Anthony as opposed to Tracy. Okay. Because you're a woman and all. <laughs> but you know what I think is really great about your story is, and it's kind of different from um, so many different businesses that are out there right now. And I talk to a lot of different business owners, but you're in a really unique spot at the moment because you're just getting started with your company. Um, can you tell me a little bit about what it's like to be in the infant stages of creating a whole new business? You know, it's been interesting because we had this instinct to make a change and start doing something for ourselves and open up a small business. And we weren't really sure what that meant. And with Anthony's background and his knowledge, um, it led us into the crane and heavy equipment sector. But as we started to develop that, the home inspections just started to organically become more and more um, demanded, more and more common, more and more falling into line with what we thought was going to be requested out of our community. So we are still looking to do the mobile crane inspections. He is certified and trained to do so, but the home inspections has kind of had us pivot a little bit and focus more on that as opposed to the equipment. So with the, the industry, the, I guess, real estate industry, the way it is right now, has that just been so much on your plate to do inspections? What is that like? We're not sure yet. Cause you're just getting started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we, we, I make a joke that we're in the NICU of the, of the hospital of the, of the, um, you know, labor and delivery division because we are so brand new. Um, we just, our LLC was just established, uh, June 30th. So we're still in the process of establishing. And from what we're hearing from, um, friends and colleagues is there's a high demand for uh, reliable, honest inspectors that have integrity. And the realtors that we've spoken to and the people in the real estate community are like, oh my gosh, if you could just be that person, that go-to person, we have so much work for you. Well, that's exciting because it feels like you're going right into a very on-demand necessary um, industry that yeah. for like my guest last week is a, is a real estate agent. And we had talked after the show at just about how busy she is. I mean, it's almost nonstop. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's more demand for it than there are um, people to do it. When you Google home inspections in Atlanta, Georgia, and I was just telling Anthony this today, the f- whole first page is how to become a home inspector, not how to find one. So the demand for them is clearly present. Um, as opposed to the amount that is saturated in the market these days. And if you look around you, I mean, look around you, there's, there's townhouses and homes and developments and commercial, commercial buildings going up everywhere, yeah, everywhere. Even downtown Woodstock, I'm sure when you saw coming in, they've yes. got all of this new construction, which it's exciting. And I guess obviously it's going to be selling if it hasn't already sold, but it's, it's 
must be encouraging to you to see so much just even right around you. Absolutely. So Anthony, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about how you got started in, in crane inspection industry. I know that you had, had mentioned that you answered an ad that said operated operator needed call Mike and it could have been anything. What kind of operator, but you called what happened. So, So that's actually where my career changed. Uh, I was doing houses and boat docks and, and all that stuff before that. And, um, apartment maintenance, you do, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then one day I found myself in the need of finding another job. And, uh, I answered, uh, answered the ad that Tracy pushed me to answer. <laughs> the wife. I had some equipment experience. So I, I went in and next thing you know, this guy's telling me, you know, there's a, there's, he's like, start digging this hole. And I said, how deep? He's like, just keep digging. I'll tell you when to stop. Next thing you know, I'm 460 feet down in the ground and going, what are we doing here? But <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, and then you know of course cranes are involved with that and all and all that so that's pretty much how I end up in the heavy equipment side of the industry and it's a very lucrative business so I stayed it paid more than houses and now I find myself you know I guess the older you get you don't want to be in the physical aspect anymore inspections is a way to get to retirement without hurting yourself. <laughs> Right. Well, you had you had become really um, specialized, kind of in the underground tunnel mining, which I find so fascinating because I don't know anything about that industry. What was that like? Um, scary, dangerous, um, but fun. I mean, I learned a lot. Um, it's a whole different type of construction, very lucrative, and you know, as I said, you get paid because of how dangerous it can be. So, so. when you talk about danger. What's <laughs> I know this is a basic question, but like cave-ins, like what, I'm trying to picture you and all I can picture are like black and white photos and like little kids and like scruffy clothes, like back in the day. That's what it, that's what comes to mind when I think of that. But I know that's not what it was like for you. But what was, what was it <laughs> well, like? Yeah. <laughs> like with canaries, you know, like you bring canaries down. And, do you know what I'm that's saying? A real, that's how it know. was. That's a real thing. It's how it was, mm-hmm. but not when I entered the industry, of course. They have come a long way um, as safety-wise, although people still do die on a yearly basis in the industry. Uh, I've been there and witnessed it firsthand with one of my guys passing away and people getting critically injured. So you have things you're in you, – you can't predict what the ground's going to do. How are you sure. gonna? I can go on up up top here and tell you, hey, the ground's gonna do this if you step on it here. But how do you know what it's gonna do when you're underground? Do you see that big sinkhole that just opened last week or whatever somewhere? I mean, exactly. it's like in the middle of a road, completely unpredictable. So I can see why maybe you wouldn't want to stay in that industry for so long. Um, but I yeah. guess also I was thinking there are there are things that you've worked on here that I've. It's like, at the, is it the, at the airport? I'm trying to remember. I think I heard a story or somewhere along the way that you had worked at something that I was like, well, I go through there all the time and I never appreciated the work that you did. So the airport is the most recent one. Um, uh, we extended the tunnel for the train underground to, to get to the terminals. Um, previous to that, I spent four years doing supplying Atlanta with emergency water supply. Um, it was a five mile underground tunnel that was down in a quarry. So we basically dug the tunnel to fill the quarry with water from the Chattahoochee river, which was five miles away. So that was an interesting project as well. Heck yeah. And you, you take all of these different skills that you just learn on all kinds of different jobs, wherever 
they take you. And then now you get to use them in a way where you can say, I really do understand how the earth settles, right? Is that how you look at it? Kind of like, this is, this is what I know potentially will happen from my experience. It's all about paying attention to detail. And you learn that as you move up in the ranks, right? So if I'm leading a crew underground, I have to be very aware of the ground and what it's doing. They don't have to be, they have to be focusing on work. It's my job to be focused on details. And so that's where inspection come into play the same way. You know, um, when I go inspect a crane, I have to pay attention to every little detail because the operator, he sees that crane every day. He's just going to be like, "Mm." you know, it looks good to me. So, (laughs) and he might overlook something and that's where I come in and play. That's why they require annual inspections on cranes. Some companies require monthly. So, um, as well as homes. I mean, as a housing inspector, you need to have every detail in your mind and be aware of it. So that's how it kind of plays all together. What does it feel like to be in this infancy stage? I mean, I, what fearless formula is all about is like, how do you manage the feelings that must be kind of prevalent when you're starting a business like this? I, ju- you know, I, I just feel like there's no time like the present, right? I, I don't I, very well. She manages the feelings <laughs> for me. <laughs> I'm so the one freaking Anthony's out. <laughs> Anthony's the day to day, you know, um, He's the day-to-day guy. He's the one that's doing the schooling, doing the inspections, putting his boots on the pavement, and not more of the bigger picture aspect of the conversation. And, you know, while we're talking, we were both unhappy with our most recent employment. And instead of looking for another job that would potentially relocate us to another city, state, or even country, we've moved a lot with Anthony being in the mining industry, you know, a tunnel's over, and then they move you to another place. And we just thought, why not? Why not try and do something? And if we were to do it, what would that be? And this was the kind of natural answer to that question. He's been in various aspects of construction. He he surprises me every day when I witness him on these various job sites. How does somebody know how to build a fence and lay concrete and put a roof on and fix plumbing. And do, I mean, it's just, he, he just shocks me with the amount just of, it. no, <laughs> <laughs> and how accurately and, and successfully he does the work. And it's like, how do you bundle all of that knowledge into uh, a business that can carry us further down the road? And, and the stress level of the mining industry is uh, unmatched. You know, the, the danger was absolutely there, which adds to it. But it's it's a very intense work environment for him and a very intense spouse environment for me as well as it was difficult for our children moving and, and going through this. And it's how can we de-stress a little bit or focus that stress in, in a way that's going to benefit us in the long run instead of having all of this stress benefit somebody else. I know. I love that you guys will be working together. It's not just your worrying or something. You actually have an active role in, in this company together, both of you. Right. And we are, I mean, you've known us for a few years now. We are very um, yin yang kind of people. And I think that that's important in any partnership is what he's good at. I'm not so much. And when I'm good at, he's not so much. And then there's some things that we both are good at. We both may think we know better. <laughs> but for the most that part. That may create an argument. Everyone, so a discussion. A, a discussion. discussion. Nice. Nice way to frame but that. But there's a, there's a clear division of labor that is natural that we didn't have to talk about. It's like, okay, this, this has to happen. That's clearly going to fall on you. And this needs to happen. That's clearly going to fall on him. 
So when you're looking to start a new a new business, an LLC, mm-hmm. um, what is the first step that you take? I know there are people out here in the world listening who don't even know where to start. So we had some some insight from a couple of friends that had started their own business, and I, I'm forever grateful for that personal insight. But honestly, the internet provides so much information. And you don't have to start an LLC. You can start a business without having that. But what we learned is the LLC allows you to differentiate between your personal life expenses, finances, and the business. And that was hugely important to us. Um, So it really was not that difficult. You Google how to start an LLC. Maybe for you. (laughs) We didn't start out where we were going to plan that you were going to doing this with me it was like hey we're gonna i'm gonna start doing this and you're gonna do this and then all of a sudden you started taking up all those all my my lackings and, and but it's nice you all complement each other yeah you know, it's, it's a perfect partnership that way yeah and it's crazy when you you can google the, the longest sentence in the world i'm interested in starting a business in georgia and, what do i and, do <laughs> and honestly the the wealth of knowledge that is presented to you is is overwhelming and then you just have to hope that you're following the right the right um, guidance. We've been given conflicting advice by some people, especially when it comes into the insurance part of the landscape of having your own business. Uh, I feel that we're getting conflicting advice from a few people that we trust. And then you almost are like flipping a coin. You know, I am hoping that this is the right choice. I'm going to go with this kind of policy. I love that because that's really what fearless formula is all about is I have analysis paralysis and think too hard and too long and don't do anything. <laughs> and no, a lot. Like I'm not proud of it. I'm I'm trying to work through it, but I really appreciate that you don't let the um not having certitude, I guess, stop you from pursuing a dream. Yeah. I mean, it's very easy for me and I'm sure other people out there um to just have have that insecurity. And of, you know what I've learned and he can be that way a bit too. He'll he'll he won't want to make that decision until he knows for sure. And what I've learned is if you make a mistake, 99.9% of the time you can fix it. It may take a little bit of work, maybe a little bit of money, but if you make an error, it's going to present itself as a, as a poor choice. And then you just take the steps to fix it. And then now you'll never make that error again. Sometimes if you think it over, it's com- common sense just plays a huge role in it. Right. Right. If you go to make the just quick judgment rather than thinking it over a little bit, You'll, you'll end up finding out. You think about it and go, oh, you know what? This is the right way to go. Instinct comes into play a lot. Yeah. yeah. What do you think has been one of the biggest challenges for you getting started? I mean, money, right? <laughs> I mean, let's, 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 let's just put it out there. Well, it makes the world go around. So what's crazy is how much time and energy is it takes putting out at this beginning phase, but you're obviously not – bringing in the revenue yet because you're still establishing. So you still have bills to pay. You still have a refrigerator to fill with very expensive groceries. I know. And um, (laughs) so we have those, those small jobs that you were talking about earlier. You have to kind of suck it up a little bit and, and make money where you can. Go back to your roots. Yeah. Don't turn down any offer and put yourself out there and spend wisely and, cut corners because you know it does it's it's time is money and it takes time to to get going so there's some savings depletion that's a bit painful to watch but but (laughs) But that's that gives me a panic feeling when you say that yeah no 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 like that's very important to me so that's another thing that i'd be like nope can't do it because i can't watch that 
savings go just, down. We That's just, me too. That's me too. She's like, calm down. We got this. We, you know, we set a boundary, right? You know, we, we allowed this to, to go in a, into a negative space up to a certain amount. And if we haven't started to see the come around, which we already have, but then, then that's when you say we tried and it didn't work out. You, we drew a hard line in the sand financially and said, we're, we're willing to spend this much money to get this going. And if we're not at least angling towards a successful business at this time, then we need to reinvestigate. But luckily so far that it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. Luckily so far, it seems to be knock on wood. Trying not to go back to dig holes. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? If if, if you had to, you would. At least I have something to fall back on. It's it's not just sitting there waiting to fail and have nowhere to go. So well, I like too, that you have a lot of support. Um, you have your, your son drew your logo, yep. which is the cutest. Yeah. And, and I love that you say you've got some really good, um, brothers from another mother or whatever you called it. I don't know. You said you had some fam- family, but like people you've made your family that are sort of all rallying around and giving you emotional support and website help and so you're creating your website now is that right we are we just had a meeting with him today and he's a friend of mine who i've known for of ours that, who, who i've known for years that's part of the reason we chose to do it to stay here because in atlanta we've made so many connections and friends we are like okay if anywhere is a place to do it let's try here because all the other places we've been it, it would have been a total leap without the help that we've had Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that it's so important too is is surrounding yourself with good people. Do you find that to be the case as well when you're starting your business? Because to me, that's kind of that's kind of everything. It's integral. Mm-hmm. It's you know who you can trust, and and instead of having to figure it out, we already knew when this person presents something to us. Okay, this is somebody I can trust. Let's go. As opposing to have have having to navigate. Oh, I don't know this person. I'm having a, a an awkward first conversation with a insurance broker who I don't know. No, this insurance broker has been recommended to me by a friend and colleague who I've known for years and vouches for her. So you can make those leaps of faith. You can take back that fear a little bit because you're you are trusting that network. The ne- networking is so important in ways. People that have helped us are not in any way near the business that we're in either. Uh, you know, some of the uh, support and assistance that we're getting from friends um, have nothing to do with construction or inspections or anything. And it's kind of been interesting to see how far apart we can be in, 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 our, in our goals and in our businesses, but how intermingled in one way or another we really are. Well, if you're just joining us, uh, my guest in the studio, my guests with an S, is Tracy and Anthony Latronica with Ants Inspections. But I think what you were saying is really important in that if someone is out there who sort of doesn't really have a huge group of people to draw from, what would you recommend for them? Because that's I, I know people have started businesses and been had maybe made a choice in a person to go into it with financial backing and it didn't work. We've and done that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely but, leaned on the wrong people before, but I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what this would be like if we didn't have the people around us that we have that we can call and say, hey, what did you do in this scenario? Hey, when this government agency gave you a roadblock, how did you overcome it? And we have a, a multitude of friends that have those answers for us and are eager and willing to help. To have to navigate that alone is a, a, a would be a scary thing, Not not to say that it's impossible, 
but I guess you would just have to lean on your gut and your own intuition. Um, the, the advice of others is, is, is invaluable to us. I think right now, I don't know if we would be going as quickly and as positively as we are right now without some of these core people surrounding us for sure. So who are some of your mentors? Do you have some mentors that are in, in similar industry or I know I, I kind of, threw that question out, out of the blue, but I didn't know if you had someone that you're sort of like, I see how they made this work. I can do it like them. I, I know a huge one for her is her, her, her old boss. Yeah. My old Frank. boss, Frank Smith. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He taught her a lot about business. He even on somehow taught me some stuff about business <laughs> and I didn't even work for the man. So, um, <laughs> And this is a restaurant owner. So that that kind of hits the nail on the head about how you don't have to be, do we have a home inspector mentor? No, No. we don't. Do we have met business mentors? Absolutely. I think that's really important for anyone listening that you don't have to have uh, an in somewhere where, you know, you can kind of dream big and, and go back to what somebody else has told you in the past. Right. Which, which I think is really important. Like one of your phrases that you talked about is a rising tide. Wait, is that right? When the tide rises, all boats float. Yes. (laughs) I was going to say it in a (laughs) less great way. (laughs) Well, there's a variety of ways of saying it. Yeah. The premise is if, 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 and Frank used to say this to me all the time. We, he, we would talk about competing restaurants in the neighborhood. And I would be like, oh, there's a new restaurant opening up. And I would get all kind of pouty about it. And he'd be like, what great news. And I would say, how could you say that's great news? That's competition. And he would say, when the tide rises, all boats float. And I didn't understand what that meant. And he would say, listen, the more um, activity and and foot traffic and thriving your neighborhood is the better every business in that neighborhood is going to do. So don't look at somebody else as competition. If they're doing well, then that means that there's a potential for you to do well too. Isn't that a great way to look at it as opposed to competing? You're actually just watching someone else succeed, which puts in different energy around all of it. Right. Right. And it keeps, allows you to be positive and cheer for each other instead of trying to bring each other down. And that's really what we want to do. I mean, if there are, I think that goes for life in general though. I I agree. Being instead of being jealous because your friend's doing well, be like, Hey man, that's really great. I'm proud of you. And and maybe you get inspiration from that. How can I, maybe I want to be doing something that cool too. But if, if there's 20 home inspectors in Hiram, Georgia, that means that there's a lot of construction going and there's a lot of building and there's a lot of progress to require that. So that's all a good thing. So every, every carpenter that's doing well, every electrician, every realtor, every roofer, every Bummer. road worker is all a part of the same rise of the economy in general that I think we're all going to benefit from. I think the same about my voiceover industry is that there's room for everyone. Like if someone got a job that I'm like, dang, I really wanted that job. Like I'm not unhappy for them. I'm more like, wow, you know, good for them. Well, there'll be another job that someone will think I sound just right for. Like there's, there's just, there's a voice for everything. There's room for everyone. There's a style. Right. I think. And if you're that person, you might get some of their overflow work. If they like you that much, cause you've been supporting them, even though they're in the same industry as you, they might like, Hey, listen, I, my hands are full. I, I'm all tied up. I have this going on. Will you please take this for me? And yeah. then you might take that and run with it in a whole other direction. That might be your opening to whatever. Do you think faith is, is how does faith play into this? Because I, I kind of lean on faith a lot. Faith as in, as in taking a chance and yes. just, just hoping that, that it works out. It's huge. I mean, it's huge. 
I mean, it's, it's really everything, you know, cause I can't control. I think about this a lot. I have control issues. Yeah. Same. So, <laughs> same. Did you raise your hand? I'm in good company. I am so OCD. That's why I'm going to make a good inspector one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can use it to your advantage. It's right? a strength in your case. In my case, I'm like, uh, well, I mean, it's kind of nice to know I'm in good company because we're all trying to control this interview, by the way. I mean, you, know, you, you don't want to jump off a cliff and hope that there's, you know, a soft landing underneath you. You want to look into it and make sure that there's that soft structure to land on. So faith is... I don't want to say it's everything because it's not intellect and, and uh, investigation and research and it plays Common a huge sense. part. Yes. Right. But at the end of the day, this is not a sure thing for anyone. And so you have to take a leap of faith and just say, you know what, let's just try this and let's hope for the best. Let's do our best. And if though, if, if, if we are doing everything we can and putting all of our effort into making this work and it doesn't work, then it wasn't meant to be. And our life will take a different path. Some, some comfort for me is to have a fallback plan, have that plan, you know, even if it's okay, well, I'm not going to make as much money as I did before or not as much money as if I got this business going, just have that in the back of your head. And that helps me at the end of the day, rest a little like, okay, if this doesn't work out, this is what I plan to do. Mm-hmm. And maybe reach out to those people and say, hey, I'm trying to do this right now. But if it doesn't, you think you got a spot for me? And then you know you have something there. And that kind of helps you. It changes it's, it's the energy, not just doesn't faith, it? Right. It's yeah. not just faith. Mm-hmm. You know that you aren't going to just go broke and homeless on the side of the road because you're, you know. Well, I mean, is that not the ultimate fear? I mean, that's kind of what I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about. Why it's cool I mean. to have you on here is because <laughs> this is really the ultimate scary leap of faith that you're doing that is, it's admirable. But you wouldn't let it get that far. You, you right, know, you would, re- you would, you would recognize when you, you've given it your all and it's just not working out. And then it would be an emotionally difficult process to revert back to what you were doing before. But at, I mean, there's jo- there's jobs out there for everybody. I don't think it's time to give up on your dream exactly, but right. maybe fall back to another plan until you can get in the right spot to follow your dream again. I love that. Never well, give up. I think that's a really huge theme that I've heard um, in just different interviews that I've done not just recently about how giving up is like um, – it's like the Achilles heel. It's like, oh, I'm just going to never Don't mind. consider giving up. Just say, hey, I have to, I have to take a pause. I have, to, I have to take another little shortcut to get to where I want to be eventually. But I think that's it. Or a long cut, not shortcut. <laughs> <laughs> long or short, as long as it's not the end. Like right. Complete. right. No, but that's huge because um, that's kind of what this show is all about, is talking about people who are continuing to navigate ups and downs and backs and forths mm-hmm. and setbacks and how do you get yourself out of it. And um I also wanted to ask you too, what, what's been the most surprising that you've kind of figured out in the last six weeks or so? What's surprised you the most about switching, switching gears? You know, for me, I think what's been so surprising is the small detailed aspects of organization that you have to have in order to be successful. You have to track all of your spending, all of your, where every penny goes, you know, Anthony's so great about, he spent $3 on a new drill bit, let's (laughs) say, and he'll turn in that receipt. And I remember it like kind of rolling my eyes at it at first, but it's so true because $3 a day over the course of 365 days a year that, you know, it's a thousand dollars. And so for me trying to, um, you know, navigate how to keep that organized 
has been surprising. I think another thing that has been surprising is how easy it is to be self-motivated. I, I was worried that without having a quote unquote supervisor that, you know, you want to lay in bed till noon and flip through the channels, but the drive of wanting to get your business going is what wakes you up before your alarm goes off. And it is what keeps you going past when you would normally quit. And so it doesn't feel like work. It, it feels it's not like a nine some, to five clock in clock right. out. It feels like your life. Right. 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 Exactly. But I feel like that's kind of the goal is something that kind of um, marries your your spirit as well as your want to have a financial security. You know, you're integrating both, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you could give advice to someone out there that's listening right now who would be interested in trying to start their own business, could you give me like two or three things that we could tell them? Um, I would say research and and, and ask around. Um, you know, one of my buddies, Brian Hoynowski is his name and he's, uh, Anthony's friend as well. And he owns a, a small business and he's been a real asset as far as getting business off the ground. He told me for the first nine months, he was working 16 hours a day, wow. just all day. Half of his day would be actually doing the business that he's involved in. And then the other half of the day would be doing the, the promotion and the building of the business. And so having a partner, like Anthony or Anthony having a partner like myself allows us to divide that a little bit to where it's not so cumbersome with time. So, you know, maybe, maybe have that network of people that, that network of support. So you don't overdo it. Um, you know, that would be some advice. And then YouTube tutorials, the, the, the most basic internet searches, how to start a small business. It's crazy what you would see and the stuff on there that you wouldn't even know to think about. I mean, I didn't know what an EIN number was. I didn't know what a DUNS number was or how to register with the government as a female owned business. And the way that I found out is by typing on that keyboard. So, you know, just take the time to do some, some research and have some savings. (laughs) (laughs) And a a fallback plan. And a fallback plan. Mm -hmm. So if, if, um, can you give me a, a quick rundown of some of the things that if someone were listening right now and they have this house, they're like, mm, I'd really like to improve something here. What could you say? Here's what I can do. As far as house and home improvement. Yeah, Cause or? we talked a little bit about construction. I know when I was reading the intro, I was thinking, man, I could use someone to do a fence for me. <laughs> we're going to talk afterwards, but <laughs> you can, you don't just do inspections. You do other, other um, home improvement. As of right now, yeah, that's what's keeping us floating right now is the doing some of the home improvement tasks that I that I know how to do from my past experience. What could build the value of somebody's home? What kind of Um, projects would increase the value of their home? Definitely concrete and decking. I mean, most a lot of houses adding a deck or some sort of exterior foundation, such as concrete slab or whatever, can add value to your home. Um, uh, Upgrading inside, you know, as far as light fixtures and stuff like that, mm-hmm. things that make the house look nicer. Um, you know, there, there's, there's lots of things that the open concept, mm-hmm. you know, maybe so if I wanted to change like a wall, I could be like, Anthony, come into my house, fix this, fix that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm absolutely. serious. Like if you, if to have someone who's able to do so many different things, it's not like you're just a plumber or you're, you don't only do fencing. It's nice that you have skills. So yesterday he installed an American flag on the top of a 30 foot commercial building. Wow. And today he fixed the toilet. 
right? <laughs> so this is all while he's getting educated and certified mm-hmm. in the um, inspection, home inspection sector. Um, that's going to include mold testing, radon testing, termite inspections, and obviously there's certifications and licenses that go into that. We're also delving into drone roof inspections um, where we can fly a drone over a home that we wouldn't normally be able to walk on to get a thorough inspection. We will be able to offer that with the use of that technology. So while he's doing all of this learning and we're developing the business, we are also doing these renovations or these these jobs like you just mentioned if you needed a wall taken out or floor is redone or your deck is a little rotted and needs some boards replaced those are all things that are sustaining us financially as we get to the point where we hope the home inspections will take up our full time that's the dream that's the goal so five years from now what would you like it to be Five years from now, I know I keep, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, both of you, no. whichever. Five years from now, I would like to have um, employees. Five years from now, I would like to see us where we are running other inspectors who maybe don't have the wherewithal or the means to do the business part, but they still want to see a lucrative, um, in-demand job that is, it's never going away. No matter what happens in the world with politics or with the economy, when houses are sold, they need to be inspected, period. And so the goal is to have one or two men or women beneath, for lack of a better term, Anthony, that would be doing the, the inspections for Ant's inspections. And that way we would be able to develop our business that way. What I like too, given that you would know how to fix all of these things, what better person to come in and say, I see that this is wrong. Right. You know, I love that. Not, I'm sure not every inspector knows how to fix decks and change walls and do you know what I'm saying? At all. His instructor mentioned that he said, you can take this course and have never touched a hammer and you can become a certified home inspector, which is kind of scary to think that you have people coming to your home to do inspections that don't really know what's going on. They just memorize some stuff for a test. And with Anthony, like he actually knows he's seen that failure of that structure. He's seen that electrical problem or he's seen that flooring issue and repaired it in his past. So I I do think it gives him a more in-depth ability to give a thorough and honest and genuine inspection when he comes out there. And there's other need for inspectors as far as uh, annual house inspections. If you don't know much about fixing your house and and you, you want to have someone come out yearly to point out things that you may or may not know to fix, you know, that there's, there's a reason for inspections there. And then there's for banks, there's bank draw inspections where the bank loans out a certain amount of money at a time at, at per phase of, 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 of a job that's being built and you're supposed to go out and approve. Yes, this part's done now mm-hmm. give them the next draw. So there's, there's those, you know, there's need for inspection as well as that. So if you get a good customer base and you did the inspection when they bought their house, you can get, get the business from them to come back yearly and, and help them keep up with their house upkeep inspections. And the, so. de- and the relationship that we plan to develop with the realtors this, uh, yeah, the relationships to me. I know this business, but business is relationships it too. Is. So I say it's that really all important. The time. I say that all the time. It, everything is a relationship. Any any interaction you have with somebody else is a is a relationship, and there's trust there and and honesty that's expected. And we we always want to be the people that can never be accused of letting someone down. We're do what we say kind of people. So. Well, if someone were listening right now and wanted to get more information um, about you, what would be the best way? Where could they go? 
I know you're building your website right now. We are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we are. So the website is antsinspections.com, A-N-T-S, like the bug, plural, inspections.com. Um, it is in construction right now, so probably more so on social media. We're on LinkedIn. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram. Um, we have, we're on next door, but that's what, that's definitely one of the areas that we need to spend more time on and focus and develop is how to get our name out there. So the first half of our day was spent doing that before we came here to you. And hopefully that website, um, will be up and running in the next two weeks. Well, I hope this also helps and lands wherever it needs to land because it's very exciting to see the very infant stages of a, of a business um, come to fruition. And no, it's important. And I think too, just supporting each other, I'm happy to be able to support your business and your endeavors. And I've really appreciated how honest you are about um, how vulnerable you kind of need to be a little bit in, in having faith to build a brand new business in an yeah. industry that's like, to me, I don't know anything about. So you've really helped me to kind of understand a little bit of the back story of how you get started because doing voiceovers, I was just like, Google, I got it. But like, this is totally different, a much bigger endeavor. So I appreciate you giving me some time today. And um, thank you. I know, we it's been being really here. Uh, Hopefully a year yeah. from now, you'll have us right. back. Yeah, and and we can be talking about how amazing our first year is. And we'll have some more specific advice. <laughs> <laughs> no, your advice is perfect. Because really, there are a lot of people that have gone through the same thing that you are now. Or people that are uh, unsure of how to go through what you're My going through My advice is just do it. Just do it. I mean, just go for it. What is the worst that happens? You give it a go and it doesn't work out and you go back to doing what you were doing before, but at least you can That's say you tried. Backup plan, though. Right. Well, everybody yeah. has a backup plan. Everybody has a current job. Not everybody has that. You got to think, you got to think about it. He's, yeah. he's right though. There is something to be said about um, um, not having a desperate feeling of this has to work or I won't be, you know, like that desperate yeah. energy is a terrible space to be in. So the fact that you're thinking contingency I mean, it's releases scary. the pressure. It's scary. I mean, yes, we're going to burn a lot of our savings and stuff trying to do this, but it's not going to leave us in a terrible spot. Well, we we'll, did. We'll, we'll, we'll be able to get back to where we were. We did work for 25 years to yes. get here. Yes. We're not yes. super young people. We've worked and saved and put in, you know, 401ks and percentages into savings and made some wise investments and things in order to get here. So maybe that's the core advice is before you start thinking about starting a business, start putting a chunk of your money away to go to probably the best it. advice for anything. Yeah. You're anybody, right. anybody, anytime, any business, put some money away. Put some so. money away. 10%. 10% makes all the difference in the world. Well, on that note, thank you. Thanks, Sharon. Anthony and Tracy Latronica for coming. <laughs> Thanks for joining us too on Fearless Formula. And this is Sharon Klein reminding you that with wisdom and understanding and 10% of your savings, we can all have, <laughs> we can all have a fearless formula. Have a great day. Thank you.